This is Brandon Rabar, your host for today, and this is a dispatch from Daily Thunder. Every story, every game, every day. Welcome to the Daily Thunder podcast. I am your host, Brandon Rabar, beat writer for DailyThunder.com. I am joined, as always, by Ryan Woods, contributor to DailyThunder.com. How are you doing, Ryan? Great, man. How are you? I am really good after this Thunder Lakers game. That's what we're here to rapid react to. Uh, at the end of this, we're going to take questions from Daily Thunder Twitter. So stick around for that. I'm excited about that. But uh, overall thoughts on this Thunder Lakers game. To me, first thing that jumps out at you is this the best win of the season? Now, the Lakers, you know, they had the number one seed clinched. So maybe a little bit of the luster has taken off, but they were playing LeBron and Anthony Davis. I'm with you. I think it's I think it's up there. Um, may not be number one for me, but um, I definitely think it's up there um, for the reason you said. I think the Lakers kind of, they looked a little a little sluggish to start. And I was texting a friend after the first quarter, thinking you know just don't poke the bear, don't don't poke the bear, um, let them let them stay asleep uh, throughout the rest of the game. And luckily, we were able to to uh, weather a couple runs there, especially in the third quarter. But I thought Chris Paul was awesome. Uh, definitely, I thought it was his best game of the three so far. I thought Gallo was awesome. He had he had a couple big, big shots to stretch the lead there in the second half. So, um, overall, fantastic win. Um, I think Oklahoma City would have signed up for going 2-1 and one to start these first three games back with how tough the teams were. So, overall, I thought it was a fantastic fantastic win and it makes up for for losing a tight one to Denver yeah that's kind of how I feel about it because you you expected to win against the Nuggets with those guys out even with Schroeder out and then you expected to lose against the Lakers so this kind of like is a wash uh, and helps wash some of those feelings away that said I can't help but think man they'd be right there at the three seed right now had yeah. you know Chris Paul hit that free throw or if they wouldn't have called that terrible foul on Robertson they gave them two free throws or, you know, Schroeder been out, like, but I'll, I'll get over it eventually. But, <laughs> but you'll take two and one over the, the Jazz, Nuggets, and Lakers any day. And now you got the uh, Grizzlies, uh, Wizards, and Suns should be three winnable games. You know, although the Suns, that may be a little bit tougher than it looked originally. The things that jumped out about this game to me, though, first of all, Chris Paul was the best player on the court. You got LeBron and Anthony Davis, two top five players. 35-year-old Chris Paul was the best player on the court tonight. Shea was interesting because he started off really hot, and then he kind of faded the rest of the game, which is the opposite of what happened in the Nuggets game. He started off really slow and then got really hot in the fourth quarter. But to me, maybe the biggest thing that stood out was Lou Dort 21-year-old, undrafted, rookie free agent going up against LeBron James. And honestly, he did a great job on LeBron. He did a great job. He's so, he is just so massive. Um, he's immovable. And, and, Le, and LeBron, I mean, LeBron backed down Diallo a couple times where it just looked like it literally looked so easy as if it was like a cone drill. And then contrast that to when Dort is on him it's just incredible the physicality is incredible um the speed the desire the effort it's all there he's not even that intellectual of a defender yet like he's getting there but like he's doing it off of sheer strength and will which is awesome because you know those other things are going to come but man he did an incredible job on LeBron tonight really really good 
And just to see how diverse his defensive skill set is, because you can see him, you know, being stronger and, and using his power against the Hardens and the Dames and those guys. But to see him do it against 6'8", 250-pound LeBron James, I mean, that was just unreal effort by, by Lou Dort. Fearless. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it was funny because in the postgame, he was asked, you know, what he thought about you know, being thrown into the fire against LeBron James is like, honestly, it's just like another game to me. Another game. I mean, that's what yeah. you love about Dort, though. He does, he just, yeah. that's how he is. It's that why not mindset. You know, Russell Westbrook was his favorite player growing up, and you just see it from him. Yep. Going forward now, the Thunder want to avoid the six seed. I don't want to play the Nuggets. I know we talked about this in previous podcasts. As this has gone on, I think I'd rather take my chances against the Rockets, and of course, I'd rather face the Jazz. So to me, it'd be important to be in that four or five seat so you don't play the Nuggets. Do you agree with that, or do you still want to play the Nuggets? I would, I would disagree with you. I'd rather see Denver than Houston at this point um, for just for like a Thunder's chances to win. Um, I would obviously love to play Houston just for the, the storylines and all, everything that comes with that series. But, um, but I think, to be honest, I think the only, the only team they need to avoid is, is the Clippers falling to three and then in the 60. I think that's the worst case scenario. Um, I think they'd be, I think, I think they can win against any of those other three teams. I obviously think, I think we both agree Utah would be the choice, but um, I I think Houston presents a whole different set of challenges and they're just weird enough and star driven enough to get the, to get the calls that they need down the stretch. They just need a close game. And they know they have Harden to take him across the finish line, and he and he will. Um, I think I think Houston would be an even tougher matchup. Do I think there? I think the variance is a little bigger with a Houston series, but I think I'd still rather see Denver. Totally understandable. I just maybe it's recency bias and, and what Michael Porter Jr. is doing and what yeah. freak Jokic is. But at this point, I just like our size against Houston at least. Um, and th- we have the defenders to throw at Harden and, and Russ, I feel like. Back to the Lakers game, though, just real quick before we get to the uh, Daily Thunder Twitter questions. Do you think this is a measure of how good the Thunder can be? Or is it just like, ah, eh, one of those things that happen in the bubble? I think for the team internally, it's, a, it's the righting of a wrong. I think they really felt like they let one go yeah. um, the other day against Denver. And I think it's a, it's a way to, to get another win on, on the board. Other than that, I mean – the way that they're treating it, it's, it's just we came out expecting to win and we did. Um, and, so that's, and, and so we're headed to the next one. I, I don't know that there's much more to, to learn from it other than maybe some rotation stuff. And, we, and I think we have a question about, about it, but Ro, the Robertson, Baisley, Diallo, Nader minutes, it, it just seems to be a toss-up game to game. Obviously, Diallo's getting the first crack at it, but it doesn't seem like the leash is all that long. And Nader's going to get his run. Robertson's going to get his run. And it could be matchup-based. It could be how they come out playing. But I'm very interested, interested to see going forward who sticks and who doesn't. And I think that these eight seeding games will, will kind of tell the tale. I think in the playoffs, we'll see the rotations get tighter. You know, my personal preference is still Robertson first. Really? I gotta, I gotta say, I've been shocked by Diallo. He's he's had three solid games. I mean, he, his scoring obviously he's not gonna be able to shoot. 
but he's impacting the game with his defense, with rebounding, and just his hustle and energy. I still like Nader's shooting, though. And then, you know, Baisley, Baisley was rough today. His, his shot hasn't been there. And, and really, the Thunder's shooting this whole game it only shot 20.8% from three. Really rough. Yeah. Amazing they killed the Lakers by as much as they did, but the Lakers weren't hitting either. But the Thunder won with defense, and they were tight with the ball. Uh, this was the first game in the seeding games where they didn't turn the ball over a lot. So they got tighter there and played good defense. Let's jump into the questions, though, because this is kind of a good segue into the questions. Question one from Cray Allred, a big Daily Thunder fan he is. Friend of the program. Yeah. <laughs> he actually asked, should Robes take Baisley's rotation spot? And then Justin Giovanni, also a big fan of Daily Thunder, said he should take someone's. If Bays misses his next three, he's below 30% for the season. Dort already slumming at 28%. Comeback Dre is superior. What do you think? To be honest, I I haven't been all that blown away from Robertson. I, I think he's had a couple good moments, but overall, physically, he just doesn't look all the way back, which is completely understandable. But with these games being close and, and very winnable, it seems like they're letting the healthier body go for longer. And I think it's a good learning experience for Baisley. I think I I hesitate to to take a rookie off the floor that they're clearly invested in that look all, all signs point to Baisley starting next year. Um, I think they want him out there as much as possible. And I don't think they're going to sacrifice a, a learning experience for him uh, for a guy that is still trying to find his way back and may not even be on the team next year. So I think I would probably stick with Baisley because I think he just has more to offer right now. I think just about everybody on the team has more to offer right now than Robertson. That's, that's just my opinion. I think Nader gives him more. And right now, just Diallo's speed and willingness to try stuff, I think he's giving him more too. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's Baisley's for now. I, don't, I didn't see anything tonight. Even, even the over 7, even the, God, that air ball was just a love letter to, to these Thunder Wings, specifically Robertson, um, through, the, through the years. But even, the, even with his struggles, I, I think it's still Baisley's minutes. I kind of already answered this accidentally before we got to it, but I do have Robes number one just because of his experience, his intelligence, his basketball IQ. He's not going to mess you up. Like when I'm looking at that deep of the roster spot and that rotation, I just want somebody who's not going to hurt you sure. when the, the games get tight. And I know Robes isn't going to hurt us. He's not going to make any mistakes. Now, like you said, Baisley is, he's in better condition. He's a better athlete at this point. He's bigger and stronger, but Robes is still six seven, and you know he's not the athlete that he was. But I think I've seen enough from him to to think that he'll be at least a neutral guy and somebody that's not going to hurt us. So that's kind of my my thinking on that. Whereas I think Nader's defense will hurt. I think Diallo's offense and his shot selection could end up hurting. I just mm -hmm. looking at Dre, I'm like, well, he won't hurt us. Yeah, and I still think that his defense and get once he gets his legs underneath him can can end up being a positive but I'm a big believer in Dre and I like the other guys and I want the experience for those guys especially the young guys but I think when the playoffs come around it's it's time to win so give me Dre. Donovan has a very short leash, leash with rookies when it comes to playoff time so you definitely could be right I could definitely see Donovan uh, going back to Robertson for more minutes um, when it comes to playoff time no right. question. I hope that'll happen. I think it'll happen. We'll see. Um, I know they want to get experience these young guys, though, too, which I totally get. 
John Napier, also a big fan of Daily Thunder, yes, says, is. Uh, says, will the Thunder win the finals in four games or five? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is just completely unrealistic. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be three, right? Thunder in three. I, yeah, I was going to say two or three. Um, four seems a bit pessimistic on his part. But, um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, uh, let's go with four. Big Debbie Downer there, John Napier. All right, OKC Thunder cover uh, ask: Will we do a virtual <laughs> championship parade or will we do it in person? That's actually a great question. I think it'll be a mix of both. I think that there'll be a, a parade downtown in Bricktown, and then I think you know the people who who want to socially distance but still want to party will get on OKCThunder.com/slash virtual parade and enjoy the show there. <laughs> If there is a if there is an Anderson parade, you will find me somewhere by myself in my own little space there in person. Um, been waiting too long, way too long. I'll mask up and I'll get down get down to Bricktown. That's for sure. And I like I'll make sure my my float that I'm in has like six feet around me on each side. But I'll be there. Um, yeah, you'll be you'll probably be on foot with the players. Uh, I mean, Daily Thunder's got some pretty sweet connections now, so. It could happen. We know a lot of people. We're kind of a big deal. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Daily Thunder podcast. And be sure to join us after every single bubble game. We will be here. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Cheers. Cheers.